0: welcome to the lean solutions podcast where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement I am your host Patrick Adams hello and welcome to the lean solutions podcast my name is Patrick and at this moment I am actually sitting outside my hotel room I'm currently on the lean solutions tour 2022 where I'm hitting up multiple companies across the country and we're looking for best practices, best shares that uh, individuals have around solutions to problems that they have in their organizations. Uh, These best practices will be shared out throughout the year and and just used to help other organizations become better at what they do. So, With that said, you probably hear the wind in the background and the birds chirping. It's a beautiful day out. The sun is shining. Uh, However, I'm not in my podcast booth recording a podcast today, so uh, instead, we're going to do a throwback to one of our most listened to episodes with Paul Akers, the author of Two Second Lean and also the founder and president of FastCap. In this episode, Paul and I go over how lean can be applied to improve your work environment and why you need to focus on small, consistent changes when trying to make improvements. Enjoy this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. Hello, everybody. Our guest today is Paul Akers. Paul is an entrepreneur, the founder and president of Fastcap, author of five books. He's also an international speaker. And my favorite title for you, Paul, is that you're a lean maniac. <laughs> Welcome to the in, show, in, Paul.
1: Indeed, indeed, Patrick. Yeah, that, that best describes me.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm actually, it's its pretty cool to see uh, that behind you, you have uh, in your screen, for those that are listening in and not watching the video yeah. here, we see uh, a an ocean picture behind Paul with, uh, looks like uh, some wave surfing or, or some kite surfing, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactamente in Espanol, because I'm in Mexico. Yeah, that's exactly what my new passion is, is kite surfing. Every oh, I day, love it. Getting out there and feeling nature at its... In uh, its in its finest environment, if you will. And,
0: and b- before we hit record, we were just chatting a little bit about kite surfing, and you were saying that uh, it, it's actually a bit dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very, very dangerous. It's uh, it, it, the kite is so powerful; it can pull you out of the water 30 feet up in the air, and then take you, uh, you know, 100 yards, any which direction in a second. So if there's a tree or an obstacle or anything, you could hit a rock. It, it could be very it can be deadly mm. so you have to have you have to absolutely know what's going on good processes this is a great example of lean you have to have very good processes extremely good training so you can anticipate a potential disaster and take the appropriate action
0: Wow. Uh, my, my son loves uh, skimboarding, and uh, so he, he would uh, just love to learn a little bit more about, I'm sure, about kite surfing, because he just has a blast. Anytime we're on the beach, he's got to have his skimboard out, and he's, he's just loving the, you know, just running along yeah. the beach and doing his spin moves and different things like that. Uh, you know, I don't know, can you do that type of stuff on with kite surfing, oh, yeah. too? Oh, yeah.
1: You can, do it. you can fly in the air, spin around, flip upside down. It's gymnastics on steroids.
0: Wow, nice. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you have to be pretty uh, physically fit in order to do that. And w- one of the the questions that I had for you today actually was just about your uh, your past uh, certific or not certifications, but achievements in uh, Ironman, and uh, just you know, being able to, uh, complete, I believe two, you're a two-time Ironman, is that right. correct?
1: Two-time, two-time. Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's obviously amazing. Uh, how much, you mentioned lean just a little bit, uh, there around kite surfing, how much of your lean learning, uh, you know, your background in just understanding lean concepts, you know, have you applied to becoming a two-time Ironman?
1: Uh, personally, I don't think I'd be an Ironman if I didn't know lean and apply lean concepts. Because when I got involved in training for an Ironman, it took me 18 months. Hmm. And the regiment or the program that they, most people prescribe for doing it is hours and hours and hours a day. And I don't have hours and hours a day because I'm, I'm a businessman. I travel. I've got a family. I've got a lot of obligations. So I had to figure out how I could pull this off in 18 months, an hour a day. By you know, just taking everything and reducing it down to the bare minimum, if you will. Even though an hour a day is a lot, bare minimum to be able to compete at that level, and I was able to do it, and it worked very well.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. Obviously, not everybody can uh, holds that title, so definitely uh, kudos to you, hats off. i I've, Thank you. I've done uh, some you know, ten k races, twenty five k races. Uh, I, I actually did one triathlon uh, way back and uh, the training for that it, in it alone was just um, incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. I I, I still run uh, consistently For me the the uh, the biking and the swimming just it wasn't a big interest to me but I love to run. I, I right, right I mean I'm, I run two three times a week minimum uh, and just just absolutely love it so. Definitely understand the the work that you put in to achieve that. Uh, I'll
1: I'll tell you a great story, Patrick. If you like to run, you'll love this one. Yeah. So at my first Ironman, I I swam over two miles in the water, got out, rode a bike, 112 miles, right? And right when I was at the end of the bike ride, the guy yelled at me, You're doing awesome. Now you only have to run a marathon. (laughs) And I thought... Just think about that. Think about now you've, you've been you've been going for like six hours, and now you only have to run a marathon. I'll never forget those words for the rest of my life. I was like, "God help me."
0: <laughs> oh, that's no joke. It is definitely a, a lot of work, but um, love love the fact that that you do that. And and I know you you even wrote one of your books around. Uh, you know, the, the, the healthy part of what it takes right. to, to do something like that. And so, you know, again, if anybody's interested, uh, and I, I was looking for the title of that one. It's lean, lean health, lean health, I was going to say health, healthy lean, but lean health. Uh, so definitely look into that. But you, you mentioned you as a business owner, a traveler. Um, you you are the the founder and the president of FastCap, uh, which is a development company. And and we've actually purchased some of your products. I love watching your videos that are out there around FastCap. Uh, but you you have distribution in over forty countries. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what you guys do at FastCap and maybe even the inspiration behind starting the company?
1: Yeah, it's real simple. I'm a cabinet maker. I'm really a really really simple guy. And I love woodworking. I'm passionate about it. One night in my shop, I was um, 8 o'clock at night. I was about ready to deliver a job. The next morning, I had to finish something. And what I had to finish was covering the screw holes inside of all the cabinets. I didn't like to show up on the job site and let customers see all these screws that were holding finished end panels on, toe kicks, and everything else. So I meticulously went through and capped them all. It took me 45 minutes, but I didn't want to do it. So I basically took a piece of uh, thick plastic, sprayed some contact adhesive on the back of it, took my wife's creative memory Christmas tree stamp, hit it with a hammer, punched out a Christmas tree out of hard plastic with adhesive on the back, stuck it over one of the screw holes, and I said, wow, that looks better than the injection molded one that didn't really match very well. So, for the next three months, I tried to figure out how I was going to make this product. I had about two or three employees at the time. I said, You got to do everything. You got to do the estimating, you got to do the installation, building, everything. I'm going to focus on trying to figure out how to make this product. I made the product. And today we have 800 products in the woodworking industry all over the world. Mm -hmm. And people love our products because all of our ideas are lean ideas that come from our customers. So we don't even, you know, we come up with ideas, but we don't really need to because our customers know what the problem is, just like the shop floor people know what the problem is. Mm. So we listen to our customers. We pay them a five percent royalty, and the rest is history.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Uh, do you? How important do you think it is for those that are listening in to to listen to their customers? I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. What 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 is your thoughts around uh, how important it is to to really be tied in? to uh, what your customers' needs are and, and really involve, even involving your customers in the process of whatever it is that you're doing.
1: Well here's what I'm going to say, a little interesting answer, nobody's ever really ever asked me that before but I'm going to give you a very strange answer. It's not important at all if you're 98% of the companies out there that are satisfied with being good. Mm. It's not important at all. You just keep doing what you're doing. You're the smart guy on the block. You have all the answers. Your customers are not necessarily the smartest people. You're the you're the entrepreneur. You're the owner. It's not necessary at all. That's just not ne- necessary. I'm thinking in Spanish. Uh, so but if you want operational excellence, if you want excellence, if you want extra an extraordinary life, an extraordinary experience as you travel through this life, it's
0: Essential. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's the answer. I love that, and it's simple, right? It's essential. Uh, I love it. So, just going back to to FastCap, you know, one of the things actually that I, I talk to a, a lot of my clients uh, when I mention your name is, you know, as a CEO, there's a lot of uh, present CEO. I mean, you're obviously a very busy person, and. Uh, one of the things that you do is you you come into work early. You come to the office early. You're out on the production floor. Um, I believe you use WhatsApp, uh, but you as a as a company, you're out there asking your team members to show you uh, what they fixed. You know they're they're fixing what bugs them out on the floor, and you want them to show you. Uh, and you're taking time to go do that, and and uh, and you're videoing it, and then I believe you post it out on WhatsApp to the entire company. Um, Why do you do that? What's the the motivation behind that as as, uh, the president of FastCap?
1: Well, the first thing is a deep belief that people are smart and that God made them with the capacity to solve problems. If, as an owner, you you become very successful, you start making a lot of money, you start thinking you're the brain trust in the world. And it's just not the truth. Hmm. The truth is that God made every human being with this capacity to think and solve problems so i approach life through that filter i don't care who you are i know you have capacity so i allow my people to stop work at any time they want and solve a problem particularly one that bugs them one that irritates the hell out of them Mm. stop and on my dime run some experiments take 15 minutes a half hour an hour two hours get two or three people together play with some different ideas, and see what happens, and I don't care if it fails, because I know that if we do that consistently, the aggregation of these small two-second improvements are going to create operational excellence for our company, for our team, and for our customers. There's no more to it than that, and I just know that for a fact, and I have the proof, the evidence of it. My company is outrageous every freaking regard it's outrageous Mm. like so outrageous people wouldn't people don't believe me when i tell and show them what we're doing it's not it doesn't seem possible it makes the companies on wall street look like a joke Mm. by comparison wow because it's all the aggregation of marginal gains and, and people just don't believe that but i do believe it because i know scientifically it's a fact and i also experienced it myself so i know that it works
0: Right, and for those uh, that are, you know, listening in right now, that maybe are an an executive, uh, an executive leadership at their company, or a, a CEO or a president of a company. Uh, and they feel like I, I just don't have time for that. Like I don't I'm I'm so busy and Herb, you know, with this Herb. and that. What would you say to someone that, that's listening I would
1: say this? you're you're part of the ninety eight percent of the world. Mm. Go knock yourself out. Go keep doing what you're doing. You're like everybody, you're like the ninety eight percent. This whole two second lean thing is for two percent of the people of the world, the people that are completely our contrarians. They say, No, we're gonna stop work. We're going to fix what buttons us, and we're going to do it now. We know there's all these pressures. We know everybody wants everything. We're going to fix it now because we know that in the near future, definitely in the future, but in the near future, our productivity is going to be significantly higher with less defects, and our customers are going to be higher, no. happier. So we're going to stop now, and we're going to fix it now.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But uh, most people don't get that. It's no. too confusing to them. They don't believe it. <laughs>
0: And it sounds it sounds simple, right? A two-second improvement, uh, and that's your your most recent book, uh, Two Second Lean. You talk about small, consistent improvements, and obviously you've been able to prove it out at FastCap. But why do you think it is important to focus on those small, consistent improvements?
1: because it's manageable, it's, it's not too overwhelming for the average person who doesn't come at this with a deep understanding or deep knowledge, and we say to them, and this is how the whole story came about, I'll tell you the story, it's really interesting, that they could, if I just say, hey, you know, Patrick, just save, just save two seconds a day. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, the, the, where you put your toothpaste, instead of putting it in the drawer, put it on the counter, neatly arranged in a specific place so you don't have to open the door and close the drawer every time, twice a day, to get it and to put it away, right? Just save two seconds, that's all I want. The story is really interesting. I was in the injection molding department. Uh, Nick Lucier was working for me. He was a young kid, maybe 18, 19 years old. And I would do my improvement walk every morning. I'd walk through the entire facility and help everybody with their improvements. I got to Nick's department. I said, Nick, did you make an improvement today? He said, no. And I said, is everything perfect in your department? He goes, yeah, well, it's pretty good. I said, you mean there's nothing in here that bothers you, that irritates you? He goes, no, everything's pretty good. Come on, Nick. There's got to be something that bothers you. And he goes, well, now that I think about it, whenever I change the mold on the machine, I have to get it level before I bolt it to the platen. And I always have to put a level on top of it and kind of bend my head inside the machine and kind of look to see if the vial's level. I said, okay, that bugs you. How could we fix that, Nick? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, look at it. What would it take for you to see that vial? He goes, well, i got to have some way to reflect it so I don't have to put my head in there. A mirror? We had a mirror. We went and got a little plastic mirror for our POP department, a point of purchase display, got it, glued it on there with hot glue, put a Popsicle stick to support it like a gusset. All of a sudden, he puts the level on there. He's not putting his head inside the machine. He can see whether the vial's level or not. He adjusts the machine, bolts it up. He goes, wow. said, Nick, that's all I want. Save yourself the two seconds of putting the level on there and putting your head inside and bringing it out. That's all I want. It was more comfortable for you. gave gave you greater happiness or felicity. You walked up and approached that uh, specific uh, process and it was much easier. That's all I want, Nick. He goes, yeah, I can do that. Hmm. Two seconds, baby. That's
0: it. Amazing. And and obviously you've been able to see the the results of that at Fastcap with uh, developing a true culture of continuous improvement. Do do you uh, do you also have maybe longer term projects that are happening, improvement projects or you know 90-day plans or anything like that or or are you only focused on the, the small things that add up to, to large improvements?
1: Well, certainly we have some big monstrous pro- projects that we have to undertake whether it I mean whether it be rebuilding the injection molding department or mm-hmm. working on inventory management systems that are, are commensurate with the sophistication of our company and the complexity of our company. We have projects like that that last for six months, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'll go back to the 98 and 2%. 98% of everything we do, it's a small improvement. Mm-hmm. Sure, we have the big ones, but yeah. not, a, not a lot of them. And to be honest with you, because we don't have the problems that most companies have. Because we're so crazy about solving every problem mm-hmm. as it comes to us. We don't have these big monstrous issues that most people have. We have them occasionally, but not like other companies do. Sure, sure.
0: What do you think it takes to, to be a good uh, leader in an organization with a culture of continuous improvement? Are there any specific um, <sighs> you know, uh, skills, skill sets, or uh, you know, what does it take to be a good leader? <sighs>
1: Even you said that i i've never given this answer before and you can cut it out if you want and i'll give you <laughs> a, another more appropriate you have to realize that you have your head up your ass mm. but the minute you realize as a leader that you have your head up your ass you're golden you know but if you approach everything like again you're the smartest guy and nobody else has any answers and you can't shut your mouth and listen to somebody else articulate a concept It's over with. Mm. You're wasting your time. That's a great answer. So the polite polite answer, if you want to cut that one out, is you need to be humble and you need to realize other people have good ideas and you're not the only brain trust in the world.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. And I definitely will not be cutting that answer out. That's a that's right. a good answer.
1: <laughs>
0: um, okay, so I want to shift gears here a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about your, your personal life. Because I, I do watch a lot of your videos like a lot of people do, I'm sure, that are listening. Uh, especially the ones that you record at your house or in your garage. Uh, because you offer practical examples that anyone can understand, and uh, I'm curious to hear—you know—why wh- do you do that? What's the motivation behind your uh, your videos that you post uh, that are outside of you know the the corporate office or the the you know a manufacturing plant or whatever it might be?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and it's probably the cornerstone of who I am as a human being. Mm-hmm. All I care about is helping people grow. I get so much satisfaction and joy in life when I see another human being go through the discovery process and understand they have infinite capacity. So, by me sharing what I'm doing, some people might say it's corny. Why are you wasting your time? Because I know there are thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people around the world who have been affected by these videos. We have millions and millions of people who have watched them. We have tens of thousands of companies globally who are doing two-second lean. It's everywhere. I say from the smallest uh, village in Africa to billion-dollar oil companies are doing this, to Chick-fil-A. I mean, the the list is, is endless. And so there's so much joy in knowing that everyone's life is better. I'll tell you a great story right now it just happened to me. So I'm living in a a beautiful complex here in in Mexico. And I walk down the the corridor to go to my room. And the girl is mopping the floor. And they have trained her to to wring out the mop by hand. And I'm gone. so difficult, right? Mm. And I have a Japanese spinning mop. You know what a spinning mop? You put it in there and you, yes. put, you put your pump and it spins it all out and it just does a perfect job. It oh. cleans the mop. It rings it out. You can mop really effectively that. So three days ago, I saw her doing this and I, I went down there and in Spanish, I explained to her, you can use my mop. I'll buy one for you if you want. It's a $50 mop. I don't care. I'll buy it for you. I can't see you work this hard. Mm. She said, Senor, I would love to, but I'm not allowed to. I have to only work with the equipment that they've given me. I have to do it the way they showed me. So Mm -hmm. today I'm walking down there, and her supervisor is there watching. And I go, okay. I go down. Amiga, una momento, por favor. uh, una pregunta, por favor. I said, I have a question for you. I have this mop. I put it all together. I showed her. Muy mejor. Much easier. Muy fácil. Much simpler. She looks at it. She goes. Please use it. You can have it, and she took it, and she goes, "Wow!" And and they're down there, you, right now, and we can walk in the hall. Oh, and it Love life, it, and they're using it right now. This is what gets me jacked up. Yes, when everyone has a better life because of improvement.
0: Mm, that's amazing. Uh, that was such a great story, uh, and exactly what we want to hear. With you know, that's happening, not just in. The corporate world, but in in everyday life, how lean can be applied, no matter what you're doing, and that's what I love about you know watching your videos and listening to Mm -hmm. you talk and uh, just knowing that you know lean is a it's a way of life, and you've Mm -hmm. you you're passionate about that, you stand behind that like no one else that I know, and so I I so much appreciate that. Yeah,
1: twenty four seven.
0: Speaking of that too, you know some people may not know this, but you are an instrument rated pilot. Uh, and you've actually flown your your personal plane, I believe, uh, all around the world, different places yes, around I the have. world yourself.
1: I've been, I've landed over five hundred airports, had three North Atlantic crossings in a single engine airplane. You know, just really crazy, insane stuff. Love it. Safe for the most part. You know, I made some errors in my life, and I did some things I probably shouldn't have done. But I've learned from them, and fortunately, I'm alive still to tell the story. But yeah, I've flown. In the craziest conditions you could imagine, landing in Iceland and Greenland, and and Stornoway, Scotland, and in Sardinia, and a little island in the Mediterranean, and landing in Rome, and oh gosh, I could just go on and on.
0: <laughs> wow, uh, and one of the one of the videos that I saw, you were showing the the uh, instrument panel in your plane, and you were talking about meter right. standard work and why that's important. Uh, and it was funny because just a- after I saw your video, I don't know, it was a few months after, I, w- I found myself in Alaska and I had the opportunity to fly with a bush pilot in a right. small plane. And we were on the runway getting ready to this short little runway uh, that they right. take off in Alaska, which I was a little concerned about, but obviously he did an amazing job because so I'm still alive as well today. Right. Uh, but he literally, before he even started the plane, he, p- he pulled out a physical laminated checklist and he literally went through and, and checked it off on each item that he had to go through to make sure that we had everything in place and we were ready before takeoff. And I just was because thinking, he's it, humble. Yes, he's humble. And he, but he knew his stuff. I mean, he was a uh, he was actually one of the trainers at this particular. This was a um, it's a mission. Uh, they're, they're training mission missionary pilots to go fly and inclement. Right weather and and you know be able to take off and land on short runways so in this guy was a trainer so he knew his stuff but he still pulled out his checklist and went through it and uh, it just it immediately made me think about your video and, and you know I, I wrote about it in my book as well just how important it is that we as leaders have our own leader standard work you know we're not above a a pilot a trainer who knows his stuff and he's still using a checklist What are your thoughts on that when it comes to leader standard work?
1: It's genius. You know, I look at my phone right now and I go to my to-do list and I have a checklist for tennis. So every morning I play tennis for two hours. Do I have everything on there? Money, bee sting. I'm allergic to bees, so I don't Mm. have my bee sting thing. I could die if I get a bee sting. Sunglasses, hat, balls, coffee, water, uh, rack, eye drops, off for mosquitoes. I go through my checklist every day. When I'm kite serving, I have a checklist. Are you kidding? I want to be successful. I don't like defects. I don't like reworks. I don't want to be injured. I mean, and and yet, you know, what you said, he was a very competent person. He Mm -hmm. was a trainer. Well, I'm a trainer. I'm a pretty competent person too, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm humble enough to know that we're human and we make mistakes and good processes protect you so you can have a full life and not an abbreviated one because of your stupidity
0: that's so true and you know a lot of a lot of uh, companies out there they they hope that they're gonna get the culture that they want they they wish that it will happen you know And, and in reality if they if they know the behaviors that are gonna give them a continuous improvement culture why would they not want to make sure that those behaviors are happening, not only for their, their themselves, but for all the leaders in the organization. And that's really the power of, of leader standard work is making sure that you're, mm-hmm. you, you have the behaviors and the actions that are gonna give you the results that you're looking for.
1: Well, I think you asked a good question. Why don't they do that? Mm. Well, number one, it, you have to stop. In order to do my little checklist for tennis, I had to stop take 4 or 5 minutes go through it and every every day I have to stop and take 10 seconds and look at it and some people don't want that interruption to their creativity or to their to their flow in life and they don't understand that the when they miss one of these the disruption is 10 times more mm. than stopping to just quickly go through this every morning before I walk up the door so true it, it's a, it's a lack it's it's both an intense ignorance on how the laws of nature work and what's really going on in the universe and it's coupled with pride, it's coupled with ego and I know better, I'm smart enough to manage this. That's what I think.
0: I agree and that's what I've seen as well. for, for anyone that's listening that's maybe new to lean, uh, you know, they're, they're maybe just starting their journey or this is the first time they're hearing about lean possibly, what, what advice would you give to a new person who's just, just starting their journey?
1: Let me think how I would frame that. What advice would I give to someone who's lean and they're going to start their journey? They're they're, they're committed. They're committed to starting the journey.
0: Yeah, I, I think if they're if they're listening to this podcast, they're probably they've either been recommended or or maybe they just started their lean journey. They they you know understand the power the benefits. They've heard somebody's told them about it. You know the 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 results that they found applying lean. Uh, and so yeah, I would say they're they're committed. And they're looking for, what's my, what's my first step or what's my next step?
1: Okay. Lean is simple. All we're doing is eliminating the waste in the hundreds of processes that you're doing every day. Whether it be making your lunch, collecting information for someone, cleaning your toilet, uh, making an appointment to go to the dentist. I don't care what it is everything is a process you say "Oh, i gotta call my doctor what's the process you pull it up you look for the phones are your things are all your contacts con- uh, organized under doctor first so you can scroll through all your doctors and then you call or you know, what is the process there's a process for everything you do mm-hmm. all we're doing and all you're trying to do is take those processes and take away the waste the wasted motion the defects the rework The eight ways you're trying to do that and then realize that this is a lifelong journey. Nothing is ever perfect. Mm. It's a giant game. And if you approach lean from the standpoint that number one, it's every day. Number two, it's a game. Number three, nothing's ever perfect. Number four, everything can be improved continuously, you're going to win. You're going to win, but if you ignore any one of those points that I just made, you're going to lose.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. And I also have seen people that feel like they need to spend, you know, hours, weeks learning, understanding before they take any step at all. Uh and boulder, it, de-
1: boulder dash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Start today, right now, fix what bugs you. Anything that bothers you, stop, spend 10-15 minutes Run an experiment, see whether or not it works, try to improve it. It's not about getting it perfect. It's Mm. about learning. We're creating a learning organization. When you do something that fails, you learn. Henry Ford, Edison, I could go right on down the list. All they did was run experiments all day long. Look at what they did. They changed the world.
0: Exactly. Uh Exactly. and I love it, and, and I so much appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to chat with, uh, with myself and, and with the audience today. If anybody's interested to grab uh, your book, Two Second Lean, I believe you, they can just go right on Amazon and search Two Second Lean or, or uh, go right to, I believe it's on your website as well, correct?
1: Yeah, it's even easier than that, Patrick. I mean, yes, it's available everywhere. It's in 19 languages now. Yeah. It's insane. I think it's printed in like nine languages. But here's what you do you can get if you buy five copies or more you're only like five bucks a piece from us we sell them basically for cost it's mm. ridiculous it's a, a 15 sixteen dollar book you can get them for five bucks a piece nice. we have companies buy hundreds all the time but you don't need to spend a penny because I don't want your money
0: mm.
1: I have an app I just spent fifty thousand dollars on it wow it has all my books in nine languages it's better than audible it's better than the book than the app that Amazon produce. Just go to lean play, two-second lean play, go to the Google store or wherever, download it for free, click on the language you want to listen to it, whether it be Russian, Vietnamese, uh, you know, uh, Portuguese, Portuguese, they're, they're all there. Mm. They're all there. And just start listening right now. You don't have to spend a dime. And then you can pass it on to everyone. If you have a question, there's a chat button. You can actually press a button and ask me a question live.
0: Wow. I love that. That was one of the things that I appreciated when I, when I listened to your book was that you gave your direct email, call me, text or email me, you know, what, whatever. If you have a question or anything, I, I'll, I'll help, you know, direct you to the, to the right answer. Uh, right. So, wow, that's amazing. We'll, we'll put a link to that app in the show notes so that if anybody's listening and they would like to download that app, they can go right to the show notes and download it directly there. That's, that's amazing
1: no problem yeah it, it's it, we made it deliberately for the shop floor people so that the average person had no excuse i don't have money i don't have a thing it's all free just download it listen as you work
0: mm, i love it that's great um any any closing words for the listeners paul on uh, anything at all obviously the other thing that we'll drop into the the uh, show notes is your Uh, web address to FastCap too because you guys have some amazing lean uh, tools that are available uh, for purchase through through the company there as well Uh, so we'll drop that in the show notes but any closing remarks for for anyone that's listening uh, you know any any uh, motivational words or anything words of wisdom that you'd like to uh, deliver to the audience
1: yeah for those of you that are listening that have the courage to stop doing it the way you've been doing it and embark on this new journey Get ready, because you're about ready to have the most joyous, fulfilled life you could ever imagine.
0: Mm, I love it. That's so true as well. So true. Thank you, Paul, so much. Uh, appreciate what you're doing all around the world for the Lean community and, and you know for for anyone out there that's just looking to improve their lives, their personal lives, their work lives. Uh, I so much appreciate the work that that you're doing and and, uh, really look up to you uh, as an inspiration for myself and my own learning as well. Uh, So thank you so much for for coming on the
1: podcast. My pleasure, Patrick. Absolutely.
0: All right. Take care, Paul. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.